One, two, three. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, can you feel that power? Can you feel that power? Yeah, that, you know, that power is coming out of you. And that's why I have us all do it, because I want you to know, like, whoa, you mean I got power? Yeah, you got it. It's in you. Amen. And, and, and what's wonderful is this is about what Jesus has done. You just got to receive it. Amen. You know what's so awesome about this Christianity? You know, Pastor D was talking about it in the opening prayer. But man, just follow the instructions. You know, you know, Jesus never asked you to be no rocket scientist or anything. If he wants you to be that, guess what he's going to do? He'll make you be that. He'll put that on you to where you can do it. But so much of this is just a matter of us saying, I submit. I'll go as far as you take me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Because I'm not dependent on me, I'm dependent on you. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us to be here this morning. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. Church said amen. Praise God. All right. Look at your name and say, get your Bible out. Okay. God is good. and He's so good that he gave us his word. He left us with his word and we didn't have to be out here with nothing. Praise God. All right. Well, we're going to get into this message today entitled Prosperous Thinking. Prosperous Thinking. And so um, I want to help you with this because... We, we understand, you know, that uh, our spirit man is strong and all that type of stuff. But we also understand that we have a soul, right? Our mind, our will and our emotions. And we understand that that's where the enemy is constantly attacking. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the church. You know, there is always going to be a battle. And, but you can win. You got what it takes to win. But you got to acknowledge it. And so prosperous thinking. Go to uh, Proverbs 23, 7. You guys know this. You should know it by heart. By now, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what does that mean? What does that mean to you? See, so what if I think you're a giant, but you think you're incapable? What are you? Incapable. Well, hey, but, but my pastor's got so much faith. But what about you? See, it, it's, it's not. Now, I am to help you and teach you and instruct you, but... You know, you got to receive some stuff for yourself. You, you can't. It's just like you're raising your kids. There comes a time where you got to trust God that they're going to get it for themselves. Lord, I can't walk. They walk for them. I, I, I can teach them. Your word says train them up in the way in which they shall go. I did my training. Come on, somebody. But they're going to have to do the walking. I can't do that walking for them. I got to walk my walk. And so as he thinks in his heart. So is he. And now I'm going to give you something because we're going to expand. And, and my job as a pastor is to help you go as high as God will take you. And then you'll be so full of this truth that 
Nothing will be able to hold you down. Come on, somebody. You're never going to give nobody power over you. Amen. Because, listen, when we make excuses for not succeeding, we're giving people, situations and circumstances power over us. People make this. That's why you can't fall for this stuff. You can't fall for no, uh, no uh, racial tensions. And they try to get you thinking, oh, you know, they're, they're discriminating against black people. What that got to do with you? Oh, Pat, well, what, what you mean? Pastor, I'm black. Well, what if they was discriminating against white? What that got to do with you? Oh, but that's what I am. No, that's not what you are. See, that's your problem. You think that you are black. You think that you are white. But the word of God doesn't tell you that. The word of God says if any man be in Christ, come on, somebody, he's a new creature. If we belong to Jesus, if we belong to Jesus, then are we Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so what I get coming into my life don't have anything to do with me being black or white. It has everything to do with whether or not I'm blessed. So when you ain't blessed, you focus on other stuff. Well, I didn't get that because I'm black. No, you didn't get it because you ain't blessed. But when you realize who you belong to and who you are today, ah, now your expectations change. Amen. And so as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so we got to if that's true, I got to get man. I got to change something quick. So let's go to first Corinthians two sixteen. See, that's why I'm not one of these people. I'm never going to tell you to call yourself a filthy sinner. I'm never going to tell you to be falling into this trap of uh, always identifying with your past failures. That's not what your testimony is for. Your testimony is not to handicap you. Your testimony, your testimony should not be used by the devil to Handicap your future because some people, they are so stuck in that testimony. Well, I used to be this. I used to be that. And so they cannot walk forward. And so in their mind, they still got that shadow. Amen. And, and so now fear starts to come in. Come on. Some people have had bad financial situations. They had a bankruptcy. They had all this type of stuff go wrong. And so there's a black cloud hovering over them. And so now they're a little bit scared of money. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Or they grew up broke. Now they're not broke anymore, but in their mind, come on, they still clenching and squeezing, still folding up twenty dollars eight times and tucking it in your sock. You see what I'm saying? Why is that? It's a mindset. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. So we got to change that real quick. So now, 1 Corinthians 2, 16, he says, For who had known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we, who's that talking about? Y'all, y'all believe this Bible. But we have what? What do we have? Wait, okay, so I just quoted Galatians 3, 29. If, if we be Christ, meaning if we belong to Christ, Then are we Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The promise is the blessing. So now I could really go around talking about I'm blessed. Why? Because I'm in Jesus. 
I'm in Jesus. I'm not just going to heaven. Oh, no, I'm blessed. What does that mean? I'm in power to succeed. Well, now this scripture here is telling us that we have the mind of Christ. Whoa. Now, if you get that, you say, wait, well, let's just say this by faith. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Ah, oh, man. And so if we understand this, we have the mind of Christ. So I told you guys this confession that I speak over my family. I say we have the mind of Christ and we think kingdom thoughts only. Oh, y'all. Yeah. Whenever I share a confession, I give you permission to copy it. Go ahead and take that on and do it for your family, too. We have the mind of Christ. And we think kingdom thoughts only. Ah. So if I'm to understand, we have the mind of Christ. What do you think Jesus is thinking about? Huh? You think he's thinking about the president? You think he's thinking about the economy? Huh? You think he's thinking about inflation? He's probably concerned about gas prices, huh? I'm just saying, he, he could be. Yeah? But the enemy will bombard you with things that start to dominate your mind. But you, you cannot live under that. Because either the word is true or it's not. We have the mind of Christ. That's what I just read to you. Y'all said y'all believe it because you said you believe in the Bible. So you know what's not in the mind of Christ? Anxiety and all that ain't. Huh? And so, see, this is not about us learning to cope and deal with stuff. This is about us learning to live above and not live underneath any circumstance. I mean, everything is subject to change except this word. Everything. You could be in a bad situation and tomorrow it could all be better. But what's going on in your mind? What is what is your thought process? And so we have the mind of Christ and we think kingdom thoughts only. Now, kingdom thoughts are thoughts derived from the kingdom. So what does that mean? This word derived means received, obtained or arising from a particular source. And so if I have kingdom thoughts, that means what's going on in my head came from heaven. Ah. The thoughts that I have going on in my head came from heaven. If I said I have the mind of Christ. You can't say you got the mind of Christ, but then your thoughts came from hell. Huh? And so as a Christian, you must be able to quickly determine the source of your thoughts. Come on, man. I'm in there teaching, man. I told you, I got to teach this way so that I can have success stories. Oh, y'all, y'all don't know what we're doing up in here. I'm not trying to have a bunch of people just still come and listen to everything I'm preaching and ain't nothing working for you. You mean ain't nothing working? You still broke? How many of my messages have you heard? 
You still fussing and arguing and tearing up your house? Who you been listening to? Amen. Come on. How many know just because you sit in class don't mean you learned the lesson? You was just sitting in class. How many of y'all remember being in school and you didn't learn? You sat up in there for all day and you didn't learn nothing out of none of your classes. You just showed up because somebody took attendance. You see what I'm saying? That ought not be. We get too much truth at this place. So I preach so that I can have success stories. Amen. I want to hear stories like, you know, pastor, I started applying principles and guess what happened? I got healed. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, my, my money went up. Amen. Come on. Uh, that fear. I had a fear. I was bound by fear in all kind of areas. And shoot, now it don't even matter. I'm going on walks by myself at night. You and listen, you cannot keep hearing the truth and not growing. So what does that mean? You can't just show up. You got to listen. He that has ears, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. So you got to take it in and now apply it to your life so you get results. And so this is practical instruction. As a Christian, you must be able to quickly determine the source of your thoughts. You cannot let negative thoughts just go. Oh, that's okay. Nobody knows I thought that. The devil knows. Amen. Amen. The devil knows and you know. And so you must learn how to reject and how to receive. Amen. Reject and receive. Look at your name and say reject and receive. Okay. So I got to know where it's coming from. If it's coming from the devil, I got to reject that. Amen. When? Right away. And now you got the help of the Holy Ghost. He's going to tell you. He said, that ain't ain't come from God. That ain't from heaven. And you know what's crazy is people will sit down and contemplate some old mess that did not come from the kingdom. But be talking about praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Get out of the cliches. Get out of the old tambourine shaking and get some results manifesting in your life. Because that's what the unworld, the unsaved world wants to see. They want to see some. Listen, they don't care what church you go to. They want to know, is this working for you? Is what you said you believe and you didn't, you know, giving your life to. Is that working? Is that manifesting? Can you get some manifestation? And so I got to learn how to reject and receive. Go to Second Corinthians now. Second Corinthians 10. And I, we look at a lot of this all the time, but. For though we walk in the flesh, so that's where we are, right? And so we're not trying to be in denial. We're none of us. Now, there are some people that are strange. They get into some strange stuff and they be talking about, I'm just, you know, I'm just so in tune with the Lord. And, you know, um, I haven't eaten in, you know, 12 days and um, I'm just feeling a higher sense of enlightenment. Amen. We don't care because 
you look like you're just falling apart. Amen. And, and you look like you're pretty weak. We don't see any joy on you. Amen. Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to. And nobody asked you to go through all of that. Who told you to put on sackcloth and ashes? Right. <laughs> you ain't getting no points for that. You got the sackcloth and ashes on. You're talking about, I'm just, you know. <laughs> You're doing all that and you still got no power. Why? Because kingdom power don't come that way. Kingdom power only comes through one whose name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And he already did what he needed to do. And so when he did it, it was about us receiving, not us going back sackcloth and ashes sackcloth and ashes was when he wasn't there now people trying to do this religious stuff as though he's not here and now we're in that time of receive it or not amen and you you can you could test me on this but in most of your situations that you deal with in this life The Holy Ghost is going to take you down to a place and show you disobedience. And he's going to take you all the way back and he's going to say, correct that. People don't want to hear that simple teaching like that. They want to hear, well, you know, I need to go on a fast for 40 days. No, you need to cut the tithe check and quit playing. I don't know why I'm in this financial hardship. Let me just go ahead and. Let me go on a a 10 day fast so I can get revelation. God's like, really? You got to starve yourself for me to still take you to Malachi 3. I mean, no, you could have been taken to Malachi 3 and had something to eat. Got your meal and and you you see what I'm saying? It doesn't take all of this. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why this stuff is going on. It seems like there's chaos in my house and we don't get along and all this type of stuff. And let me go on a fast. And God's like, you want me to wait to tell you or you want me to tell you today? Well, Lord. Can you tell me today? Yeah, it's you. Go on, go on and get you something to eat and take a nap and I'll probably speak to you while you're sleeping because you're too hard-headed when you're awake. It always comes down to that. This ain't hard, man. All this religious stuff, we do not have to do it. We have to receive it. It's what the truth says. If it says we have the mind of Christ, is that true or not? Do I got to fast to get that? Or do I just got to read it and believe it? Now, he will instruct me. And so I can't say I have the mind of Christ, but then I flood my mind with trash. Oh, that's where the obedience comes in. I just feel like I've been having a lot of fear thoughts. What you've been watching? I've been watching. I did watch this one prophet on YouTube. Who is he? You don't even know him. You letting him speak into your life, talking about everything's going down for you. Who is this person, man? I better, you know, who I better prepare. I better go buy. Buy what? Listen, do you understand? You don't, if if it's gonna come down to that, where I gotta go buy up all this stuff to prepare myself for what? Because whatever you bought ain't gonna be enough. So what does that mean? Well, I, you know. <sighs> 
This one guy said this stuff was going to happen. So what I did is I stocked my garage with a whole bunch of water and a whole bunch of canned goods. And man, I'm good to go. For how long? How long are you going to last with that little water and them little canned goods? How long is that going to last you? You done bought yourself two weeks? If it goes down like that, no matter what you buy, ain't, ain't going to matter. Oh, they're going, you know what, they're getting ready to just dominate the money system. They're about to do all that stuff. Well, let me just put my money here, move, you know. What you going to do? Where are you going to move it? Where are you going to put it? You're not going to have enough to keep anything. This is going to come down to your connection to the kingdom. And when you understand that, you say, I'm not worried about anything. Because guess what? If they say, you can no longer drink water on planet Earth. Do you know God will provide us water from heaven? Hallelujah. Or he will change us and he will have us to where we don't need water. Praise God. Oh, wait, now that's, now that's not possible. Well, how many know Jesus didn't have water or anything for 40 days? Do you know God can make it to where you don't need water or food? Oh, y'all see. See, that's unrealistic. Everything about the kingdom is unrealistic because it's coming from somewhere else. The fact that you think because you said some prayer, you're going to heaven. That's unrealistic. We don't know about this stuff, but we believe it. And so if I think about this, I say, Man, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. This is not where my battle is. Next verse. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. So let's break this down a little bit. Back up where it says casting down imaginations. And so um, casting down imaginations. What is an imagination? That your, your imagination is good. It's, it's, it's given to you by God. But uh, the imagination, that's the, the faculty of imagining or forming mental images. You know, you have the power to form mental images. And the devil's trying to work in that. But you have power to form mental images. So it's the faculty of imagining or forming mental images or concepts of what is not actually present. Y'all, did you get that? Now, it's like you could form mental images or concepts of what is not actually present to the senses. Just because you don't feel it don't mean. It ain't there. Just because you don't see it does not mean it's not there. Amen. And so this is helping us understand how faith and fear both work. Both faith and fear thrive in your imagination. Amen. And so what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is fear? Fear is false evidence appearing real. And so the enemy is going to try to work that fear. And God 
wants you to work your faith. But it all has to do with your imagination. See, if you see it, you can become it. That's whether good or bad. And so the enemy tries to use your imagination against you. He plants fear-based thoughts as seeds which will become new trees that shape your reality. So the enemy plants fear-based thoughts. What is a fear-based thought? A fear-based thought, it always has a negative attached to it. And so you start to think of something not turning out. And what do you do? Within yourself, you're hoping that doesn't happen. And that is fear. But God has not given us the spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and of a sound mind. Amen. And, and listen, he doesn't want us bound up with fear because fear has torment. And that fear gets a hold of people. And what happens is uh, a fear-based thought is planted as a seed. So what does that mean? How does the enemy use this? Now you got social media, which is really, this is like, see, back in the day, it used to only be TV. And even back further, it used to be radio. And a lot of people didn't have no radio or TV. And how many know a lot of them was walking by faith, amen? And they wasn't corrupted But now the enemy is going to use whatever to plant a seed. That's all he needs to do is plant a seed. And so you looked at it. You looked at that. uh, uh, What you call it on Facebook or YouTube or or you looked at the TikTok. TikTok is really bad because they'll flash one on you real quick. And you could be on there minding your business and then some just jumps in. (laughs) And you're like, where that come from? Hell. Came from hell. And then and then if you're not careful, you're going to get all these people. I remember when that's why I had to, you know, I was probably just one of the most aggressive people at that time during the COVID and all that, because I could see right through it. I saw this. And so now everybody got a video for that's coming up with another theory, another philosophy. And what they do, they get you listening to that mess. And you and what is it doing? Building fear. It's not building faith. A lot of people get desensitized and they can't, they don't know it. They say, oh man, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. I'm feeling, and, and, and that's a seed that will become a tree. So what does it mean when it becomes a tree? When it becomes a tree, it has a root system. And so I started out with a seed, just one little seed, and they'll plant a seed on you about gas prices or the economy or uh, the Illuminati or whoever, all this mess. And uh, a seed. And then now it takes root and it's developing a system. When it has a system, it's hard to get rid of. And so it'll grow up into a tree And when it grows up into a tree, now it's going to shape your reality. So now people can't go anywhere because their reality has been changed by their new tree. There was a time, oh, some of y'all don't want me to get it. There was a time where some of y'all was not scared of no germs. Oh, y'all don't. Do you understand back in the day, 
mamas used to lick, like lick their hand and wipe your face. Oh, y'all don't see that's a, that might be too old school. They lick. Wait, wait, you licking that? First of all, they didn't wash their hand before they licked it. And then now they didn't lick their hand and wiping your face. Clearly, there was no fear of germs. But guess what happened? Some seeds of fear got planted, which grew into trees. And now you got people still wearing masks today. For what? Y'all in here with me. And what is that? All in the mind. Hmm? All in the mind. And how to get there? The enemy. Using people's imaginations. And see what they were doing during that COVID time. They were showing uh, clips of the hospital. Like hospital ERs and inundated with people. And then, you know what? Uh, one of them got caught to where they say, hey, hold on. That's the same tape. They said that this was happening in Italy. But this is the same tape. You said this is happening in New York. Wait, hold on. That's the same people. Oh, what they trying to do. Get a new tree. Amen. How many know there was worse stuff that could have killed you back in the day than what's out there now. But you seem to have made it out just fine. It's all up here. And so. The enemy tries to use your imagination against you. And, and we got to stop this because trees will be planted. And then guess what's going to happen? That becomes a reality. Go to Job 325. You already know this. And Job says it clearly, but this can happen to anybody. I'm telling you right now, if you got a fear of anything, get rid of it today. Amen. Now, how do you get rid of your fears? You got to face them. You got to face them. You got to confront them. You got to. Have a showdown at the A, what they call it, the OK Corral. You got to be like, we about to meet at 12 noon. You see what I'm saying? Whatever your fear is, you got to face it. Don't run from it. If you scared of the dark, get in the dark. Come on. You need to be able to deal with that thing, man. You scared of money or shortage? You need to figure out how to confront that thing. They say, oh, no, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this fear of lack. Amen. And so Job said the thing that I, uh, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid. Huh? So the thing for which I greatly feared has come upon me. See, fear attracts things to you that you don't want. That's why if you go out in the jungle somewhere and you're afraid, then now, I mean, you know, even not in the jungle, just even in the wilderness, they'll tell you like, hey, if a bear comes by, what you going to do? I'm taking, I'm gone. You cannot outrun a bear. He will catch you and eat you. 
So you got to do something else. Amen. You might have to be still or you might have to just play it cool. Like, yeah. All right, Mr. Bear, keep it moving. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm mind my business. You mind yours as long as you stay over there. We ain't going to have no problems. You know what I mean? Oh, that pastor, that's unrealistic. I told you, everything about the kingdom is, it's really, it's outlandish. And then you start to realize, wait, hold on. I can tell the bear, he got to go. See, now we're really getting out there. But we have evidence in the Bible. Amen. I mean, <laughs> come on. Y'all remember David? David wasn't nothing but a teenager. Weighing 95 pounds, soaking wet. He said, man, I'm going to take out Goliath because I was out there, man, just, just me by myself with the sheep. The bear came, took him out. Then the lion came and, I, you know, messed around and grabbed him by his beard and just... Man, just devastated him. <laughs> we say, oh, well, I don't know, Pastor. Well, that means you don't believe the Bible. Some of y'all might not believe David really existed. Who knows? David could be a fictional character. Who is David? Who is Goliath? I don't really believe that. Well, if a bear jumped up on you, you better believe something. <laughs> You're going to have to learn you better grab on to something. And my hope for you is that it's truth. Amen. See, when you have enough truth embedded in your life, then now when the devil tries to manifest, you're prepared. But if it's not true to you, see, if you don't believe that God is no respecter of persons. See, I believe that. So if God's no respecter of persons, if somebody else did it, I can do it. And that's what you got to believe. And so you don't, if you got any fear, so just for a second, I'm not trying to, you know, get you into no negative place, but man, anything that you may have a fear of right now, I want you to acknowledge it and then now cast it out. Amen. Hmm? Come on. You don't have to tell me what it is. Just say, Man, I cast you out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Oh, if you didn't say that, that means you have no fears of nothing. But anybody, you got any fears trying to impede your mind, just speak it out loud. Say, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. See? You got to do that. Because now you want to be open for your imagination to be used by God. Amen. And so... God uses your imagination to open you up to infinite possibilities. It's still the imagination. It's all the imagination. It's the thoughts. That's why we're preaching uh, prosperous thinking. Because if I'm going to prosper, it's going to start up here. And, you know, this is a dangerous place because nobody knows exactly what you're thinking but you and God. And the devil also knows. And so we could have people saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, but they could be struggling. But I want to show you how to win in that area. I want to show you how to rise above. And so God uses your imagination to open you up to infinite possibilities. Now, we looked at this, or we, I quoted it, but let's look over here at Hebrews 11.1. 1. So remember, in your imagination, that's where fear 
or faith is going to thrive. Right there. In your imagination. And how many know you want faith to thrive? You don't want to be like Job where the thing he feared the most showed up on him. You know what I want showing up for me? Is the thing I believed in. The thing that I spoke. The thing that I decreed. I want the manifestation of what my faith is bringing me. Amen. Now faith is the assurance. The confirmation. The title deed of things we hope for. Being proof of things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact. What is not revealed to the senses. And so we know that perception is reality. And so faith is going to perceive it as real fact. And so what does that mean? Is if I'm walking by faith and not by sight, I'll start to see some stuff before it manifests. Come on, somebody. How many know if you ever catch a vision of being healed, how many know sickness don't really have a chance against you because now you have perceived as real fact, something that is not revealed to the senses. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And so I got to receive revelation from a higher place. That's what faith does. That's what faith does. That's what got Peter out the boat walking on water. Amen. Because He was not bound by this lower system at that moment. But the enemy is constantly trying to pull us back into that place. Now, if I'm perceiving these things as real fact, that means I see something that I don't see. Oh, what does that mean? What what does that mean? No, I see something I don't see. Oh, see, now you see him with different eyes. See, these eyes right here might not see it, but my eyes of faith see it. So guess what my eyes of faith is going to do? It's going to bring me into a place where I change what these eyes see. Amen. Because the enemy will say, well, look at it. Look at what's going on. Look at your whatever your situation may be. Look at your money. Look at your this. Look at your that. But if you can grab it by faith, then now. What you're looking at and you see what your natural eyes will actually change. Because what you have seen by faith starts to take over. And it starts to dominate. Perceiving as real fact. Amen. And didn't we say to start this message out as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what if I perceive as real fact? That I'm living in overflow. Oh, come on. What if I perceive as real fact that I have an abundance of finances? Then what what can manifest for me? But what if I see even this works on the other side? What if I perceive as real fact? Man, I I better be I better hold on to what I got my little bit right here because I don't want to lose it. Then guess what? That's a tree. And so a fear of loss will cause you to lose. Amen. Amen. And that blocks people up to this day. They're scared to tithe. They're scared to be obedient to God. 
It's a fear of loss. But they just don't know. They're in a boat that's got a slow leak. It's leaking. Might be slow, but it's surely leaking. Amen. And pretty soon they're going to be underwater. Amen? Amen? And so we want to pay attention to what God is saying here because we said also at the beginning of this message that we have the mind of Christ. Now, if we have the mind of Christ, that means our thoughts flow from the kingdom. Amen. Our thoughts flow from the kingdom. And you know what? When your thoughts flow from the kingdom, they're coming from a higher place. And so there's no lack, no shortage, no fear of loss, etc. Come on, y'all. Do you understand in the kingdom there is no Oh. In the kingdom, the thoughts of, I hope I have enough to pay my bills this month, don't exist. Amen. Not in the kingdom. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, see, that's, that's spiritual. I'm going to show you some stuff how Jesus, when he walked in the earth. So if my thoughts, if I said now, we all said it. I have the mind of Christ. Amen. So I think kingdom thoughts only. Well, there's no lack, no shortage, no fear, no fear of loss. None of that comes from the kingdom. Amen. And so go to Philippians 4.18, King James. So he says, but I have all what? And abound. Stop right there. I have all and abound. Wait, this is Paul saying this. I have all and abound. You know what this is? This is a kingdom mindset. This is prosperous thinking. When you don't have to go look at your bank account before you confess this. Oh, man. You don't have to go look at your bank account before you confess. I have all. I, man, I double dog dare y'all to mess around and say, I have all and abound. What? I have, I got, come on, y'all. Let's just, God dare you to get out there with me and just confess. I have plenty, I have plenty. and more keeps coming in. Wait, hold on, man. The enemy is like, no, no, no. See, uh, you know, that bill that's coming up. Come on. I have all. Come on, let's say that again. Say, I have all, I have all. and abound. See, that means I got all I need and I'm going forth with expectation. I'm flourishing. I'm thriving because of what I've connected myself to. Amen. Amen. And so you don't need to spend your time contemplating shortage. Because shortage is not a part of the kingdom. So if I contemplate shortage then now what I'm doing is lowering myself to a system that is beneath me. But I said, I have the mind of Christ. Well, what's the Bible say? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So you're going to have to pick. Either you're going to meditate shortage or you're going to meditate abundance. But you can't be talking about, I got the mind of Christ. And you're talking about, I sure hope I have enough. That's somebody else's mind. It ain't Jesus' mind. Now, I know some people have had some generational things that caused them to be of these poverty mindsets. 
You got to break free of that stuff. Amen. Amen. You got to break free of all of that, man. And so uh, I have all and abound. And so this is a kingdom mindset, prosperous thinking. See, I have all and abound because I'm connected to a source that never runs out. Wow. I'm connected to a source that never runs out. And so it's, it's not subject to the economy. How I many know the kingdom, the source you're connected to, come on, is recession proof. Recession doesn't mean anything. For you, recession should mean, man, I might get some cheaper prices on houses. I'm pro- you know what? I'm probably going to end up buying me. I might buy about three or four houses during this time. I might as well just buy me about three or four and collect a few of them. Right now, huh? It's a mindset. See, when you're flowing in the kingdom, you're not subject to, listen, even if they come out with a new disease, let me know, I'll pray for y'all, but that don't apply to me. Oh, come on, somebody, because they don't have that in the kingdom. Amen? Y'all in here with me. Come on, man. They could come out with all kinds of stuff. They say, hey, you know, there's this thing that's coming on right now. It came out of the Amazon. And this thing is coming out the Amazon, man. You know, this one lady, I know this one lady, she got that thing that came from the Amazon. And man, it ate all five of her toes in one day. And you're going to be talking about, oh, oh, man. You'd be looking at your toes. I'm like, oh, ah. Uh, I'm praying for my toes right now because uh, why? I heard about this thing from the Amazon eating toes. But how I many ain't nobody losing no toes in the kingdom? And that ain't, I'm, you know what I'm saying? That ain't, that ain't happening in the kingdom. And so I can have my mind being bombarded, come on, with the lower system. You got to be able to say that don't apply to me. I know it's, it might be easier said than done, but it should not be that hard. If y'all been, you know, if you've been getting the word, you know how long you've been in this Bible. You should have been in this Bible long enough to not be afraid of anything. Because all through here, it's God's promises of protection. All through it, all back and forth, and now it's all there. But here's the caveat. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So, see, that obedience piece is always there. And so now, what happens when we don't obey God, we subject ourselves to a lower system. And so, guess what we say? Well, huh, I guess if housing prices are going up in California, I'm going to have to move. Yeah, I better leave California if I'm going to have something in life. Really? So you got to leave California. Is that what God said? Or is that what the economy said? Oh, no. Well, see, I can't afford to buy no house out here. That's because your money is coming from you and not the kingdom. When your money comes from the kingdom, it don't matter where you live. All these people trying to run out of California, I say leave. And leave your house. 
because I might want to get it. I might want to get that house. I remember back, somebody said something about uh, California going to break off, just fall off into the ocean. Really? You're going to fall off into the ocean? Man, do you know how to swim? Because if you believe in that, you better know how to swim. You better have a boat. You better have something. But I don't believe in that. Amen? Messing around and wherever you run to, it could go down over there. We don't run from nothing because we're not subject. I'm not subject to this. So I ain't got to leave and go somewhere else to be prosperous. I'm prospering right here. Amen. I'm prospering right here. And, and, and you can't, you know, uh, they, they, this is the thing with passes. Well, you know, it's kind of hard in that, that California, man, because, you know, um, whatever. And so it's easier in the Bible Belt. Well, in the Bible Belt, you got everybody goes to church in the Bible Belt. That don't mean everybody's saved, though. Just because they go to church don't mean they're saved. Don't mean they're filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't mean they're empowered. Amen. I mean, they, you, and you know, a lot of people could, man, you could do a survey right now. And you can interview some people that just came out of church. And half the stuff you know, they won't know. Because this teaching ain't that common. Because even the church has fallen for the trick of the devil. Fill the building. God doesn't say fill the building. God says fill the people. God says, if you love me, feed my sheep. That's what he told Peter. He didn't tell Peter, fill the building. He told Peter, fill the people. You fill the people, there won't be a building big enough to contain you. That's why we had to take the limits off of what we do. And I had to preach in a way that people can be impacted in Afghanistan somewhere. Pakistan, all this type of stuff. Amen? Amen. Because it's principles. That's all it is. It's principles. You take them, grab them, apply them, they're going to work for you. But if you're just interested in systems and structures, then you're only going to do what everybody wants. And everybody's going to say, well, what we prefer, Pastor, is we prefer less preaching and more of a praise service. Okay, sure. How long do I get to preach? I think we'll give you 20 minutes. Oh, thank you, sir. No. We're not doing that. Well, how long are you going to preach till God says I'm finished? Well, I don't really like that. Bye. Felicia. (laughs) Even if that's not your name. Apply it. (laughs) Amen. Because, see, this is kingdom, though. See, the way the kingdom flows, it flows through order. And so God will speak to his anointed that he's placed in position. And that anointed man or woman of God has to be fearless. And they have to be in a situation where they know what I have coming through me is heaven. And it's going to be released and those that receive it and take hold of it are going to prosper and flourish. They're going to thrive in the earth and they're going to. And see, because now 
we are going to see fruit abounding. So just like the enemy will plant seeds and then you grow up a tree that changes your reality. Well, how many know you get enough of this word? This word goes in as seed. And then guess what? The word starts to get deeper and the Holy Ghost waters it. Next thing you got such a big tree inside of you. You have no revelation of fear at all. You're not afraid of sickness. You're not afraid of lack. You don't even know how to do that. You say, I never thought about not having anything because I know that my God always supplies. That's what this tree is producing. That only comes by the word. Amen. See, there's a lot of things. If you just don't believe in it, it won't affect you. People say, you say, I don't believe in that. The doctor can tell you you got something wrong. I don't believe in that. Oh, you're crazy. You're going to die in three days. Okay. That ain't applying to me. I ain't going to get too mad at you, though. But what I'm going to do for you, Doc, is come back in three days and take you to lunch. (laughs) This is somebody that is on something different. But this is just kingdom. We we said we have the mind of Christ. So what's flu season got to do with mind of Christ? I'm just I'm just wondering. I'm not you know, I'm saying what does that got to do with it? What does gas prices have to do with the mind of Christ? Well, what I need to do is I need to get me an economy car. What's that going to do for you? Save you $20 a tank? What's $20 a tank really going to do for you? You never thought about it that way, huh? Well, you have to have such a prosperous mindset to where You never consider these lower things. Not if you're saying stuff like, I have all in the bound. So it's not subject to the economy. Listen, it's not subject to my geographical location. So how many know you can make it in California? Don't be listening to all your relatives. You better come on back here because, you know, it's a lot cheaper back here, man. And you're going to get back there and get with them people and be like, Lord, I need to get out of here. These people backwards up in here, man, they don't even come on. Because, see, when you come out here for a while and you go back some other places, you realize, man, they think in a different way. I don't know what it is. Well, something, something is a little off. Amen. You can't run back there and they're welcoming you back. Don't do it. And and so. um Let's see, where was I at? Let me get my. So it's not subject to the economy, my geographical location, my race. I've already said that. My age. That's another thing. People make excuses. I well, you know, I'm too old to do that. What? Jesus, I mean, uh, Genesis says the years of a man are 120. So how old are you? I haven't met nobody 120. Abraham was having kids at 100. Moses died at 120, he said, and they said he was as strong as ever. Oh, I mean, you know, Pastor, because he said, I can't, you know, I can't go out there like that these days because, you know, I'm a little older now. Really? How, what's your kingdom age? Amen. Well, you never thought of that, huh? What is your kingdom age? Why don't you ask the Holy Ghost, how old am I in the spirit? <laughs> Amen. 
See, some people don't want to ask the Holy Ghost questions like that because all of a sudden you get a renewed strength and an energy on you, and all of a sudden you can get up without an alarm clock. Dang. It's just stuff that God does. But it, but you you got to receive the, the mindset. And so it, it's not subject to my age. It's not subject to my job. How I many know your job don't determine what you can buy? Your job don't determine what you can buy. Amen. Well, I can't afford that. Well, how much is it? Is it more than what God has? Amen. What you need to find out, is that what he wants you to get? Because if he wants you to get it, it's going to be his money, not yours. Yeah. All these different things. It's not the government. I mean, it doesn't matter what the government. Does. People all they say, "Oh, the government is crazy," and uh, they're just, why do you know so much about the government? When Jesus says the government's on His shoulders, and His His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. How many know Isaiah nine six? That's what Jesus says. But we talking about I sure hope so and so gets in office. I. You know what? God never told you to hope for somebody to get in office. He said, obey me. And so when it comes to voting, all you got to do is obey God when it comes to your vote. I I don't believe in abortion. Come on, somebody. I don't believe in gay marriage. Uh, Come on. I don't. You know what I'm saying? You got to stand on these things. And that's how you vote. Amen. You don't believe in the the stuff that if people come out with some and they say they're going to promise you all these things. Who cares? Do you believe in abortion? Yeah, you don't. I can't vote for you. But I'm going to give you a million dollars. What's that million dollars going to do for me? If I have disobeyed my God. A lot of people got disappointed. I was one of these people that was, like I said, it's not popular, but I was pushing this. Do not vote for anybody who is pro Abortion. Amen. Do not vote for anybody who is for gay marriage. Do not vote for anybody who is against Israel. I gave you guys three things. You don't need to know. You don't even know. You don't even have to know what a senator is. Oh, yeah. See, I might get some flack from some people, but I don't care because some people know a a bunch about the wrong stuff that don't matter. Yeah, you know the cabinets and you know all the political spots and all that stuff, but then you still voted for somebody that's killing babies. And you wonder why your life ain't blessed. Well, well, that other guy's a racist. What's that got to do with the kingdom? What's racism got to do with the kingdom? Do you understand that there were people like Booker T. Washington? Some people never even heard of him. You understand people like Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver, all these people were thriving when it was like slavery. It was fresh out of slavery. I'm talking about Booker T. Washington. They would not give him anything. And so he found a way to make it himself. They wouldn't give him no bricks to make his, you know, colleges and stuff. So he found a way to make bricks. And they say that Booker T. Washington put out more millionaires than Yale, Harvard, Princeton, all of them combined. You'll never, you're not going to hear that in these schools today. They're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter. Really? Really? 
They do. And I, man, black lives matter to everybody but black people. You got more black on black crime than you got anything else. You can look at the numbers, look at the statistics. Statistics: There are more black people killed by other black people than by some police. You see what I'm saying? What is that, though? That's a trick of the enemy to get you to focus on something that does not matter. It's not what color is your skin, but what color is your spirit. That's going to determine how high you can go. And how many know the blood covers all other colors? That blood is red and it works on all shades. But we got to catch that revelation. See, I'll never be hindered or limited by anything. And how many know it is not subject to the banking system? I have to emphasize this. There's been a lot of talk about these changing the money and Bitcoin and all this. Listen, if God rained manna down from heaven, was that true or was that a fairy tale? If it was true, and if he says in Acts 10, 34, that he is no respecter of persons. So could I be one that says, well, Lord, if you rain down manna from heaven on them children of Israel that was in the wilderness, then you also gave them quail. You gave them so much quail, they had quail coming out their ears because they was complaining about the manna. Does that mean that even if they change the economy where I'm at, that you're going to provide for me? You know what God will tell you? Yes. You will not come up short. You will not lack. You will not go without. But we've got to be those people that are willing to accept this as our truth. Now go to Luke 5, 4 through 9. I'm going to just paraphrase a couple of things and close this out in prayer. But I want you to see something and maybe look at this at your own time. But I'm just going to paraphrase what is being said here. And so we know Jesus borrowed Peter's boat and Peter went out, you know, he was okay. He let Jesus borrow the boat. But then Jesus tells Peter, okay, now launch out into the deep for a drop, meaning so that you're going to catch a lot of fish. This was in the daytime. And Peter said, Master, we cannot catch no fish. We've been toiling all night and we've caught nothing. But he said, nevertheless, at your word, because you said it, I'm going to do it. And what happened? Y'all know the story? Well, I'm, what happened? Uh, they got a net breaking load. Of, what? But hold on. They had he been toiling all night. There was no fish in there. And if you know anything about fishing, fish do not go into a net that they can see. And that's why you fish at night. So they cannot see the net. So net fishing does not work in the daytime unless you're connected to the kingdom. And the kingdom rules override. And they override the laws of this lower realm. And so as a result of that, they had an abundance, a net breaking load. And it changed the economy because he had to go and call his friends to come get that too. I mean, oh, Peter owed some taxes at that time. Well, he had enough to pay his taxes and help some other people and all kind of stuff. And so they went from nothing to overflow. What? In seconds. Why? Because Jesus had no revelation of lack or shortage. Because his thoughts were dominated 
by the kingdom. To Jesus, it did not matter if it was daytime. To Jesus, it did not matter if Peter was out there all night. To Jesus, all that mattered was what does the kingdom have to offer? And so as a result, that was released. And look at this for homework. Matthew 14, 15 through 21 in the NLT. In that story, we know the fishes, the fish and the loaves. The boy, you know, uh, paraphrase the story. Jesus is telling him, you know, he's healing people, doing all this stuff. And his disciples come back and they say, hey, can you send them away so they can go feed themselves? But then Jesus says, you feed them. And one verse, actually, I want to just put up verse five. That's the only one I want to put up for the sake of time. Put up verse five in uh, Matthew 14. I'm not verse five, but verse, I don't know why I said verse five, but maybe it's verse 15 or something. The one that says, this is all we got. That's what they said. Okay, 17. Sorry about that. Okay, so Jesus told them, you feed them. And what is their response? But we have only. See that? But we have only. And so that is a limited amount. And the enemy always tries to get you to think of what you have. Oh, I can't afford that. Can't afford this. Can't, and I only have. I mean, I, I only have is putting you in a bad place. Amen. I only have. Come on. What did the lady say in Kings? All I have is this last meal so that me and my son can eat it and die. So only have means that. You're limited based on what you have. And so it's what your resources can do. And that's where people come up with, well, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. And so the enemy always tries to get you to think about what you have. And so that's scarcity, lack, shortage. And guess what? Poverty thinking leads to poverty. If you think that that's all you got, then guess what? That's all you got. So I hope you know how to manage it real well because that's all you got. But if you can learn that there's a kingdom that is bigger than me that has no lack, that is not subject to any shortage here in the earth, I'm going to tap into that. And faith and obedience connects us to unlimited supply. And so we know this. I'm just going to quote him. Psalm 37, 25. He says, I've been young and now I'm old. Yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Come on, somebody. Psalm 34, 10 says the young lions who lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. And so you ought to be able to be a person that says, I have all and abound. I don't lack in any area. Why? Because I'm connected to the kingdom. And so now what happens when my mind is dominated with thoughts like this, thoughts that come from the kingdom? And so don't think from a deficit. When you think from a deficit, that's like being at the bottom of the well and you're trying to figure a way to get out. You need to think from overflow. And so when now I'm thinking from overflow, now there's no lack. 
I have plenty and more keeps coming in. How many of y'all ready to rise up in every area of your life? It's going to start with your thoughts. If you lose here, you lose out here. But if you win here, then you win. And no matter where you go, you will prosper. You ought to have enough confidence to say, I don't care where I'm at. Long as God told me to go there, I'm going to win. But if you run from something to get to something, then when you get to wherever you ran to, what you ran from is going to show up over there too. Because it's a revelation issue. It's a mindset change. And we need to be of that uh, of people that are dominated by kingdom thoughts. We have the mind of Christ. And so I expect the same thing Jesus expected. You know what Jesus expected when he dealt with the boy with the five, you know, the, the fish and the loaves? He expected everybody to be fed. And guess what happened? Everybody was fed and they had leftovers. And that was because his expectation, you know what he expected with Peter and the fish? He expected to have a net breaking catch. And guess what happened? He had a net breaking catch. It wasn't subject to everything going around. It was subject to the kingdom. So let the kingdom dominate your thoughts. So before we close, I just want to give you a a moment, a chance. Let me just pray for somebody to get saved. But I want you to, I'm going to do a little exercise with you real quick and then we'll walk out. But we're going to have you open your mind to the kingdom flow and let that kingdom flow dominate you. And some of that stuff, man, it's got to dominate you in such a way where you get rid of some of this old baggage, some of this old mindsets and some of this old junk that came from bloodlines and all kind of stuff. And so you got to be able to traditions of men and all this stuff that uh, we got to be freed up from those things that hinder us. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do pray right now. Anybody listening to this message that does not know you, I'm praying in the mighty name of Jesus that they would take that step of faith and give their lives over and surrender their lives into your hands. We thank you that the devil is defeated and the greatest miracle of all is salvation. And so we pray right now, maybe you're at home and you don't know Jesus. We invite you into this family. Step right in and things are going to change for you. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. All right, praise God. Now, right there in your seats, I want you to just, you know, put your hands out like that. You can close your eyes. This ain't no Eastern meditation or something. This came from God. And I want you to just open yourself up to receive the kingdom flow. I believe that God will release the kingdom into your life to where it starts to saturate you. Come on. Some of y'all need to be able to just surrender. Just take a moment. Just meditate on God. Just thank him. 
Just meditate on him. See, this is not about a man or a person or a church building. This is about God doing something in you. But you got to open yourself up. Mm. Now I want you to just repeat this by faith. Say, I open myself up to the flowing of the kingdom. Right now, I'm allowing kingdom thoughts to dominate all of my thoughts. I bring myself into full submission to the kingdom flow. I am being saturated right now with prosperous thoughts. Everything about me is prospering. Not because of me, but because of the kingdom. The kingdom is flowing nonstop in my life. And now I'm being elevated. I receive my promotion in Jesus name. And now I live from overflow and never a deficit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap for the Lord right there. Amen. Now you said it. You just got to believe it. It's a flow. And that kingdom will just be flowing in you, man. And you're going to see things in a different way. Amen. Stand to your feet. We're going to walk out of here in power. I want you to tell three people. We already said it, but we're going to say it again. I want you to say it like you mean it. Tell three people. I have all and abound. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen.